You know what gives me anxiety? What? 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 Really? And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking this is what shows that I have issues with anxiety, and that it's completely unnecessary and unfounded, and it's only of my own... I'll decide if it's unfounded. It's only of my own creation. What? This shows you the level of the foolish anxiety I create. It may not be foolish. It may be well-deserved. When I'm driving my truck, my yeah. my semi, my 18 tons, 18, tons, 18 oh, no, wheels. No. How many tons is it? Well, generally I can haul 83,000 pounds, divide that by 2,000. How many tons is that? That's a lot. Go ahead. So it's like well, nine tons. Math. I'm going to do the math. Nine tons. I'm going to do it right now. It's nine tons. Let's see, 80. It's not nine. You said 18? 80. Oh, 80. <laughs> 83,000 divided by 2,000. Is 41 and a half tons. That's a lot of tonnage. I, that's like three butt loads. That's <laughs> at least three butt loads. When I'm hauling 41 butt loads, 83,000 pounds, and I'm driving down the road, I don't like social interactions. You know this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people that listen to this podcast find that, may, might find that shocking. Like, I just don't enjoy social, it causes me stress. To associate, acknowledge anyone outside of my sphere of friends. Sphere of influence. Family, friends, podcast. So, so, okay. As I'm driving my truck, oftentimes, what do children like to do? They they dart out in front of your truck and you think about hitting them. (laughs) That may be a possibility. We have all been there. But as a child, I did this myself. The old toot, oh, toot. The, the thing where they they, oh, they, they tug the horn, they tug the yeah. horn. Yes, do your horn up. Bam, bam. One should not do toot, that too toot. often because you'll distract drivers, truckers. Anytime I see young people walking down the road, this thought enters my mind. I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm driving my truck, I'm thinking, please don't do the toot toot sign. Why don't you just toot? Uh, just. Automatically. I just, because, hey, if you do it in the wrong spot, it seems like you're honking at somebody like, get out of my way. Oh, that's true. But if I see some kids on the side of the road, they're they're enthusiastically signaling toot toot. I'm like, if I don't acknowledge them, then I could crush their dreams of how a man of the people truckers are. It's like, oh, toot toot. Yeah, I'm with you, young man. Like, yeah, I see you. I acknowledge you. So you're not. So you're saying that you're not tooting your horn. Sometimes I don't toot toot my horn because it causes me anxiety. Because I like. I, because if there's a trucker in front of me or traffic around you me, you are a monster. And people around me, and uh, say a kid is toot tooting, he's doing his honk honk horn. But I'm like, but there's a car in front of me and a car beside me. If I honk my horn, these cars are going to think I'm honking at them in an aggressive manner. So it's like, how do I do a light? Do I do a toot toot? Is yes. that a light honk honk? Yes, a light honk. Or so so there is a so if I go honk, yeah, that honk. means you're da- danger. Yeah, yeah. like just I'm, do just, just quick. Yeah, quick two blasts. Like you but, don't. But that's not satisfactory. If I go, that's nothing. They, they want to hear the well. They honk. know. They want to hear the loud honk. Acknowledge them. I 
I try. If there's no one around me, Look, nobody, and they do the honk honk, I do the honk I honk. Promise and then when you. I was, I, but I go I back. I promise you, this is not happening on a daily basis at all. There aren't kids that even think about you this. You aren't a truck driver. When's you're the last time there. it happens to you're you? You're out there. When's the last you're time it's happened? It doesn't every happen. Day. It doesn't it happen. happens every you're day. You're lying. You're not a truck you're driver. You're lying. Doesn't happen. Wherever you drive by in traffic, cars beside me, little kids will lean out and do the honk They honk. don't do and that. They most You're making this up. You're I call foul. I do it. You See? do it. See? And thus the stress. And I'm like, if I do the honk honk, this car beside me is going to think I'm honking at them. Here's what you do. You put some stickers on your truck that say, due to safety issues, <laughs> I will not be arbitrarily engaging my air horn for childish purposes. And when those kids do the little honk honk thing, you just, you just, you just, just ignore them. <laughs> you were about to say something more I aggressive. Was. Than that. I, I filtered it. But I remember. Family show. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And go. Welcome to the Board Game Snob. Holy wow, cow. was that loud? No, keep going. All right. It's your favorite snob, Enrique. <laughs> and then I have the two other guys. Introduce yourselves. I don't feel like doing it today. I'm the primary host, Gabby. Oops, I dropped my phone. This is Jerry. <laughs> ah, we're going re- splintastically already. We're recovering. I'm recovering. I had the bit of the flu. You had a flu? Yeah. Surprised you got sick. You didn't send me thoughts nor prayers. You don't. Even- I caught the flu from a patient. Oh my god! Why are you always around sick people? An English patient. Aren't they always dying though? Uh, in the English patient, they, uh, <laughs> was that Ray Fines who yes. spells his name? Doesn't spell his name like Ray Fines. He spells it like Ralph Finnis. Should be R A F E, Ralphus. But instead, it's R A L. It's like Ralph, mm-hmm. and then Fines, and it's yeah. It's what just, does he? What has he found? It should be Ralph Fiennes. According to the spelling. I enjoy Mr. Fiennes. I've never seen the English patient, by Nor the way. I've seen parts of it. I've heard it's dreadfully boring. I would like to watch it because I enjoy dreadfully boring shows every once in a while. Mm. Every once in a while, I enjoy a nice lull. What? Like what? What's a good boring show you enjoyed? Uh, The Assassination of Jesse James. That was oh, a good yeah. one. That's very boring, but it's also very, it's slow paced. Uh, That's your cat making noises. In the background, people keep hearing this weird cat. No, it, it, he can cut it out. Don't worry about it. We can post the cat out and pre-edit. Uh, <laughs> wow, this is Evan Williams. Bottled and bonded. It's not 100 proof. great, but it's good. It's good? It's good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Thank you very much. Going great so far. So anyways, this podcast is about board games, solely about board games. We have turned the tide. We are no longer going to ramble and banter and banter. We're going to stick solely to talking about board games and board game adjacent topics. This is our goal, correct? For 2022. No. Our resolution. Then we will have nothing to talk about. We have plenty to talk about. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We just played a Western. We played a, a great one, Western. A, a, 
we're going to look back at Western Legends. Well, we just played it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you know, we played it and podcasted about it before. But Really? We yeah. Did, yeah, it's, it's like episode it's a long time ago. 70 or something. Oh, you mean the episodes I don't listen to? You yeah, don't. the episodes, you mean the show? The oh, whole entire show that you oh, don't yeah, listen you're to? Right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, Jerry, you're throwing me off, but what are you talking about here? Are you going to just go straight into game talk? No, I'm just saying is that we need to keep it tight. I think he he means just like cut down on the banter. There's too much fluff. All right, well then go. I got this. So, Western Legends. I ain't got nothing to say. I was going to talk about my favorite Westerns. Like, if you had to like pick. Like movies? Well, yeah, it's board game related, isn't it? Yeah, I can't see. So, technically. So, go. what's your favorite Western? Hmm. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I haven't watched a whole lot of Westerns at all. Like, if you it, were gonna lie, what like, would you it's say? Like, I'm I'm saying like like good old western. Well, just any western. Westerns are westerns. Name I a mean, western. Mm, the Magnificent Seven. The new. That, wait, wait. The, the one with Chris Pratt. Yeah, sadly. Oh. Like, like that's what I'm saying. It's like all the good, all the westerns I know are mainly modern and. Just okay, kind of, well, name a few more that you uh, know. Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah. God. See, see. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, this is what I'm talking about. Do I have you? not watched any good westerns, and that's sad. I've forgotten about that. Uh, I remember being a young man and watching Wild Wild West from Miss Salma Hayek, uh, and that was a very, very risque movie at the time. It had my man, what's his face? Um, what was so risque? But I don't remember it. Kevin Klein had a little bit of nudity in it. A little bit. A little bit. From who? Uh, Kevin Klein showing his butt again? He likes to show no, his butt. I'm pretty sure Sam Hayek. I enjoy Kevin. Okay, and I, he's kind of disappeared. Got an Oscar for a fish called Wanda. I love a fish called okay, Wanda. Okay, let's swing it back. One of my all-time favorite westerns starring Kevin Klein, <gasps> Silverado. I love Silverado. I love You know who Silver. else is in it? Kevin Costner. Sexiest man alive. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Jeff Goldblum. Third second man. Uh, Sexiest man The guy that is like, he played... Oh my goodness! He was in Kill Bill, the main the main bad guy Carradine. in Kill Bill. Carradine. Carradine. Yes, yes. Some of us care. Some of us Carradine or Deans. Deans. I don't. Know I like. I, I like. I like him. I really like him. Not only is Silverado amazing. Is, what a cast! I'll tell you what's got a cast that slaps. I'm not too old to say that. Ben Maddox is uh, mm-hmm. not just Tombstone. That, that's what popped to mind, but that's not the cast I was thinking of. Tombstone is a great cast. You were thinking of Wyatt Earp starring Kevin Costner. I, I always think of Wyatt Earp <laughs> starring Kevin Costner. Oh, The Magnificent Seven, the original. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we were going on about that earlier, about that being one of the best Westerners. And I think that is why I like The Mandalorian so much, is that it's a Western. Yeah, it's got it's Western, it's got the Western theme, and Western kind of music. By the time this comes out, most people, well, does, is the Mandalorian in Europe not now? Is everybody in Europe? Or I don't Europe? know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is, because I'm, I'm about to get into making some memes about old Boba Fett. <laughs> but my favorite Western star. Bulbous Fett. Western guy, Boba Fettuccini. <laughs> uh, look, don't fat shame him. I did not. You've been fat shaming. He's bulbous. He is. That head is bulbous. He is bulbous. That's a bulbous but head. I, I'm, I don't want to sound harsh, but you and Boba's, your head and Boba's head. <laughs> we have very similar, similar heads. And I hate to say this, and I know, you know, 
sometimes when people... I don't think you hate to say it, or else you wouldn't. No, I'm smiling <laughs> as I say it. You were going on about Boba's teeth. Uh-huh. You got very similar teeth. No, false. Wow. You, your teeth are very white. No, they are not. Your teeth are white. Smile no, real quick. you know smile, who's... Smile no. the whites. No, you know who has white, big teeth? What? Charday. No, well, no, but I'm saying you have very, very white smile. teeth. Do no, I do not. Yes, you do. No, I the do only not. reason is because... Stop you, looking at me and telling me to smile. Every smile. Day. <laughs> your face kind of droops over your teeth, mm-hmm. so you don't I, see them. Hey, yeah, he does that thing. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, that thing. He's, like the, he's like he shows his taste wherever oh, he goes. Oh, yes, he's grimacing. Which is all. <laughs> okay. That's so. why I like Mandalorian, and that's why I like Boba Fett, and it's only going to get better, and cat in it, and I love cat. Oh, spoiler alert. That's why I was saying about Europe. So it's going to come out next week. So if they haven't watched it, if they're not, if you're not watching Boba Fett within hours of it coming up. Now, the British may not have access. Okay, look, I love the British. Although I doubt that any, you know, come on, I swear. Who It's like, I just happen to know it because if I've read enough about mm, Star Wars, yeah. but I'm not a Clone Wars guy. But you're not, you're not really a super fan. How dare you? Well, you're not. Don't gatekeep me. I'm not gatekeeping you. I'm just well, saying. Just I didn't watch the, the Clone Wars. Doesn't mean I'm not a super fan. Look, if you don't have, yeah, it's basically, <laughs> you don't tell me what it, is the requirements are to be a super fan. You're well, not. technically, a super fan is knowing every. Oh, have every, you read the Darth Bane trilogy? Henry I K? didn't say I was a okay, super fan. Okay. Fan, but okay. Look how, look how many got. I think, really. I, I'm, get, I'm going on the offensive. I think there, there are specific requirements of what of what makes. A super fan. What does make a super fan? This is a good topic, and it's board game related. What makes a super fan? Very gatekeeping. Enrique, gatekeep for us. Your definition of a super fan. I would feel like they would know all the knowledge for the canon, legends, and any... That's stupid. Nobody well, knows all the knowledge. Or at least... At you least know how much? Extent of where I am the knowledge. <laughs> or at least to the extent... I have all the knowledge. Or at least to the extent of where... Others do not have said knowledge. That's and then and then they were able to prove to be a super fan. You must have knowledge that nobody else has. Basically, that's what that is. That's where you messed up right there. You said something about needing to prove something. I don't have to prove anything. People don't have to prove anything. They can enjoy a thing. Well, you yes, but what you can say? Oh, I love this. But you cannot be considered a super fan. That's one thing you cannot enjoy unless you have the respect of other fans. (laughs) And you, sir, lack that respect. That is false. So no, I, I think this is an interesting topic because I myself I've enjoyed playing Western Legends. I myself have gone on, <laughs> on this board game only podcast. So like, so here's the thing. Okay, when somebody says they like something, I often find out later there's you know there's, there's often degrees, of course, but what somebody bachelors sa- what somebody says. And how you interpret it are two separate things. And so a lot of times when someone says, I really enjoy blah, 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 it makes me think, do you really enjoy this or is this something you just kind of like? And so for most people who say, yeah, I like Star Wars. And then you go, "Okay, what have you like? What do you mean? Do you have a lightsaber in your home? Do you sit and watch YouTube videos about the spoilers and the Easter eggs? Do you pick up on things? Do you read all the books? What, what, What to what level? And that can vary. From point to point, for instance, something that I have found out about myself here recently, up until recently, if you were to ask me, Star Wars or Star Trek, I would have thought I heavenly, heavily, heavenly, heavenly lean towards Star Trek. 
because that's the most I'd ever consumed out of those two products was Star Trek, Next Generation, DS9, that type of thing. Not the newer stuff, even though I have watched it and I find it rather disappointing. I realize that even though I would have denied it, I lean more towards Star Wars than I do Star Trek. And that kind of shocked me when I started thinking about just what I enjoy and the knowledge behind it and the lore and everything about it. So when somebody is claiming to be a fan of something, at what point do you become a fan? By definition, you have to be fanatical. But but let's let's derive our own definition. It would be like going from somebody that enjoys something casually. Like an amateur, which is what that is. You enjoy something casually. To being, quote-unquote, fanatical about it. Well, if you were fanatically to enjoy said, said series, it would basically mean, like, hearing something new about it and then just keeping track with it twenty-four, maybe 24-7 or at least. Right. I think there's fanboys of things where your love of a... Uh, IP affects your decisions or affects your 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 objectivity. Viewpoint. Correct. So, for instance, this is also something that got me going. Like all the the sequel uh, trilogy, I very much fanboyed over those and Rogue One. Like every time they came out, I went and watched them and were enamored with them until I rewatched them and realized they're trash. Except for Rogue One. Rogue One's actually there's some highlights in there that are really good. But the the sequel trilogy is awful. And I realized that my love for the IP really made me want to like something to such a degree that when I went and seen it in the movie theaters, I was enamored with it. And then instantly afterwards, after thinking about it, my love of it went down. And I think that ties in a lot also with board games. Well, uh, I'm looking up the the definition according to... Oxford languages for mm. fanatic is a person filled with excessive and single-minded zeal. Right. So I would, in that case, not be a fan if I'm talking fanatical because I'm not excessive or single-minded about these things. Well, then you would just be a casual fan then. So, and it doesn't mean that this is the only thing that you like, though. It's just that well, you're excessive in it. See, but then that makes me think of all these, like, the Star Wars fans that just gripe about everything, like, nothing can satisfy them, every Uh, movie they're upset about. And anybody who wants to hear this can go listen to the Disagreeable Nerd and Gobby's thoughts on Boba Fett. Continue. So... Okay. Touche. Okay. <laughs> more than anybody I know. Go ahead. Okay. Touche. Touche. Well, single-minded zeal almost made me think of what we were discussing on the previous podcast, which is, I feel like, maybe something you're about to go into just now. Correct. Was about, I watch Star Wars, and not that they only watch Star Wars, but, like, they just, everything is Star Wars to them. Cartoons, movies, videos, books, cosplaying, etc. I know there's people like that, and there's probably quite a few. I would say the vast majority of people that enjoy Star Wars are probably in our level correct just kind of grew up watching the the originals grew up watching i mean i guess the prequels although i've only seen them once a piece at this point in time i didn't get into clone wars because 
I thought they were more for children, and I've watched a few episodes. I, I tried watching season one. Eh, didn't really care for it. But anyway, go into your point. My point being is that the idea of a fan, as you brought out, and how people can be single-minded with their zeal, I think is very interesting because board gaming tends to have a lot of fans. People who enjoy the hobby in excess. For instance, what would be your definition of excess when it comes to board gaming? I would say that if you have games to a certain percentile that you have not played and you're continually buying games, you are probably in excess, which we fit that profile a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not that we just have one or two games that we haven't played, but we have multiple games that we have sought out, purchased, and then sat on the shelf and then continually seeking out other games when really we should be focusing on playing something and or replaying something that we like. And that, to me, indicates that we are, of course, fanatical about board games. And despite on our previous episode where Gobby had expressed his thoughts regarding how he feels kind of burnt out and, and jealous about how others seem to have more time for board gaming, I find that I don't get jealous of other people's time and seeing what they're doing. I wish I had more time, but I enjoy other hobbies other than just board gaming. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Board gaming is a passion of mine, but I think that if you were to list all the hobbies, and when I say hobbies, I mean these can be anything that that you know that you do to occupy your time, and then have to pick just one of them. Say you have to throw the worst away. You can never do anything else but this one hobby. What would you pick? Are you asking? I'm asking. And, and that's a difficult question because now you're you're, well, you're, you're, you're see, having to choose. And I was looking up. Okay, we we're going to nitpick. What is a hobby? You know, Webster's Dictionary defines hobby as an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. Mm. It lists her hobbies are reading and gardening. Enrique eats his fingernails <laughs> and plays video games. So, so I mean, you could. Watching TV is a hobby. Correct, it is. And I mean, I would probably have to go with that one. Which is, which I find interesting. I, I get into the hobby of television watching because of you. So Gabi often will watch something and say, you need to watch the show. And I don't consume a lot of television, but I do it in spurts. And so Gabi will say, you need to watch this. You need to watch that. Oh, let me give you, you know, get on HBO Max. And I don't have all these streaming services, so I have to do the, uh, you know, I have to borrow. You borrow from your good friend. I had to borrow from my good friend. Pirating. To watch. No, borrowing. No, I'm not touring stuff. (laughs) And so I'll watch stuff in spurts where, like I had pointed out to Gabi, I have watched more movies within the past three months than I have probably in the past three years, simply because not just of the time constraints, but because Gabi has brought up all these various shows and I, I, I enjoy them. But I would never choose television watching over board gaming, not in the least, because I find board gaming to be much more stimulating. The only problem I have is just having the people and the right requirements for it. I think television is much more passive and easy to do. Oh, yeah. So, well, I, well, I mean, if you're asking me, oh. If I had the ability and opportunity to choose a hobby and have what I need necessary to partake in it. hmm. 
I mean, because you got reading as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't do it. I, I've been trying to increase my reading, but and see, watching TV eats up all my time. And that's where that's where the trap falls. A lot of the people that you see on Twitter and Facebook that you're jealous of in terms of their board gaming, they have the opportunity to board game because they have the right requirements. They have enough people who have enough time. We, unfortunately, do not have that. Like, if I had no kids and weren't married and we live closer, then probably every night I would be over at Gobby's playing board games. And board gaming would be a thing for us to where we would be even more obsessed about it because it would be our primary source of interaction and entertainment. Like, And because of that, all your other hobbies would just kind of fall off a cliff. Yeah. But because we don't have those requirements, because we don't have those necessary things, a lot of times we fall into, we entertain ourselves with other things that are not necessarily board gaming, that thus kind of crowd out and makes us wonder, is this hobby even worth it? And I would say, from my opinion on what I have seen just in board gaming as a whole, I absolutely think I would choose board gaming over television. The only thing I think I would rival for me out of the hobbies that I engage in, and strangely enough, and this is solely because of Enrique, it would be video games. I don't particularly like the mainstream video games, but for some reason... Enrique does. Enrique goes on about everything that comes out. Enrique's perking up now. Enrique buys every new game ever. So if it comes out and it's new, he buys it. I don't like video gaming, but I like the retro stuff. So I'm always digging and finding these weird games that nobody's heard of, that nobody cares about, that I play that I thoroughly enjoy because they hearken back to, you know, the 8-bit, 16-bit days. And that, that to me, is it's interesting because I doesn't require anybody. I can do it myself. Yeah. And well, see, that's what, I, I mean, if I could choose, like you're saying, if I could choose and have what's necessary to do, I would have to think it would be board gaming. But because of the lack of, well, then, yes, all these other things take place watching TV instead of playing. And I have discovered, it's like you said in the last one with your waxes and little wanes, even video games, like I really get into video games sometimes and I will play them till the late hours of the night. And then after a while, I just like, I haven't played video game now in probably a month or so. But if something comes on that I really like, something multiplayer online, first person, I'm, I'm playing that thing for, Many, many days upon days upon weeks, but then I kind of get bored of it and I'll move on to something else. Right. And I'll pick up this book I haven't been reading and try reading that. Uh, yeah. My thing is the one hobby I have not kind of burn out on is board game. I, I said burn out last time. I, I don't even know if I said that. It's just the fact that I haven't had been able to do it. So I felt like I've lost interest. But if I could be doing it regularly, I have enjoyed it. Whereas video games, I can get tired of playing video games. Right. And uh, and I can actually kind of uh, connect with that. Well, connect's not the right We've word. We've connected, Enrique. You reach out. Reach yeah. out to me, Reach Enrique. out. Reach out to that. Reach to out to touch idea. base. Because I, because actually last night, or technically today. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were up late. He was up all night playing a game. A 12 
hour session. He's very tired. Of a new game. What time did you go to bed? Or did you? He I, didn't. I'm still awake. Oh my god. <laughs> this is this is the life of an incel. <laughs> go ahead. But I That's oh I know don't, don't even talk about it. It's <laughs> just, but it does get tiresome even even though one, one <laughs> I, might feel, I would imagine what? so. Even though if one was to stay up late, it does get boring and just kind of almost almost repetitive. When does it start getting boring? Like the 10th hour? The 11th hour? 12th hour. The 12th hour? On yeah. the third bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always, every time I uh, have Jerry text me or anything like that, it's, it's very exciting because it then allows me to actually use my head. Instead of just kind of being in a robotic kind of... Uh, there, what, what does? Playing video games? Yeah. Because, there's there's because a grind. Play, there's a grind to video games that nulls you, you. And I have been playing video games as long as I can remember, to be all honest. And it's just, I've gotten to the point of where I can play games and, like, surf through my phone now. Like, I can I can multitask, like, fighting, like, <laughs> some, like, major boss... He's level. playing a game on his phone while having a joystick in one hand and his phone in the other, and and, and that's ah! only and that's only if I'm like in a super focused mode too. It's just, but it gets super repetitive and just kind of just <clears throat> but, really boring. But to you your mean, but to your point about board gaming, this offers you an opportunity to actually use my head into into different types of thinking, which is uh, is something that I. I, I'm going to have to labor on this and come to this point here because this is something that occurred to me just last night. My two children, Jack and Kaya, love Minecraft. Daddy. And they have recently gotten into playing Minecraft with their friends, which I found out about and then freaked out because... They have friends? They have friends, number one. <laughs> but also, I was like on the beta testing for Minecraft back 2010, 2011, that, that era. So I love Minecraft. And so I'm like, hey, your dad plays Minecraft. I know all about Minecraft. And then he gets on it. And then I get on and didn't realize that it's been a decade. And so everything's changed. And so what ends up happening is that Minecraft to me is essentially Legos. And I have all my old Legos, which I've gifted to Jack, which drives me insane that he is not as enthused about Legos as I am. So one afternoon we sit, I have a bag, bags of Legos. And we sit there and we're just building stuff. And my kids are like struggling going, how do we do this? How do we do that? And I'm like, well, you know, do this, do that. How, what, do you, what do you mean? Here, make this. This is how you do this. And I'm frustrated as I'm I'm building things with Legos. And they're like having difficulty with it. And then instantly Jack goes, hey, let's play Minecraft later. I'm like, sure, we'll get on. You'll hook up. Okay, we'll hook up. We'll all play together. And I get trounced by an eight-year-old. <laughs> Who knows more about Minecraft than I'll never? I know absolutely nothing. I didn't even know it was competitive. It's not. It, it's, it not it's not competitive. It can be. It's. It, it's. You come to my world and we go do these things, and my kids are like, "Oh, and, you can. You can make this and this with these things, and you can craft this." And it was amazing to see that in the Lego realm, my kids were not able to be as creative as they were in this Minecraft realm, and in mm. my mind, they're the same. But yet, here I am piecing together physical pieces with my Legos and going, look, this is how you this is how you attach this. This is how you do this. This is how you make whatever. And then basically we'd watch The Mandalorian and we were trying to recreate his N1 fighter. Um, and then 
here we get into Minecraft and my kids are like, no, this is how you build a base. This is how you do this. This is and it's much more complicated even in a larger degree, but it's in a virtual space. And that's what shocked me. And I realized that hobbies, no matter what they are, not only is it a thing of, I don't know what the words I'm looking for. I think it's like there's times when I look at something and I go, this hobby is lesser than this one. Like I look down upon digital stuff. Like I think various hobbies I find to be very asinine. And I'm just like, why would you, why would you? do engage in this this is dumb this is not stimulating this is not and i felt that very much in terms of this physical creation that i can make with these legos and these bricks as opposed to what is digital in terms of minecraft but essentially they're the same thing with just different rules and different interfaces i think that it's hard at times to look at someone else's hobby and not be judgmental and realize that what brings you joy or relaxation or stimulation, whatever it might be, is going to be different for me and you. And that there is no hierarchy when it comes to hobbies. There is no, I read quantum physics books for entertainment no. and you watch Fast and the Furious. Yeah. You're both accomplishing the same thing, even though I feel like a con uh, those people who watch Fast and the Furious um whatever they uh, well, probably do mess. what's crazy is i mean hobbies also and have can, lower back tattoos stop you're going to get them all defensive hobbies can just be collecting stuff which is which dumb is, yeah which is super no, dumb no dan hughes no. is collecting stamps that's so stupid i have never in my life seen something so asinine as like, I'm going to collect these now, little see, what, what did you just say? I know what I just said. I'm a hypocrite. I've been drinking and I say things that are I mean, very insightful and then I come back because I don't like Dan Hughes I would say the biggest part of... Oh, he shit, has created oh a board game. You used to talk for like 30 minutes straight. So board gaming... what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a board game. So in board gaming, half of it's collecting. Collecting half of it's collecting because you have most people that really get into it have hundreds and hundreds of games that they don't play. They just collect it. They just they sit just there and they're collecting them. So they are collecting board games. Yes, they may play quite a few of them, but for the most part, I mean, you can only play one game at a time. So the other hundreds and hundreds Unless of you're the other hundreds and hundreds of games are just sitting there. But people, oh my God, Rio! That's your cat. What? Your Rio. cat is what? making. He's like, feed me. What is wrong? My feed me. My mic's off. <laughs> Turn my mic back on. <laughs> You've been ranting for like thirty oh. minutes. Turn that mic back on. I've got. How dare you shut? Silence. No, you talk the whole time. And then when I start talking, you won't shut up. Who? Just, what are you talking about? You're there saying stuff that you don't even Turn mean. Turn my mic back on. No. No. I no. mean it. No. <laughs> I mean what I say. So then you have people that collect coins. I used to collect coins from foreign countries. I thought it was fascinating. That's weird. So people collect a lot. People collect uh, figures, uh, Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Comic I'm books. Sorry. <laughs> wait. <laughs> He's <laughs> collecting Funko Pops. People, I've got a few. Oh. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? You got RC 
bad. Oh my god. Okay, we're sorry. So, so you're not the person to talk about with this because you demean others' hobbies. I don't demean. Turn my mic off. <laughs> I don't demean. I don't demean. I just You mean. just did. You just demeaned Dan. I didn't mean. For collecting stamps. You said it was asinine. Okay. That so was rude and unnecessary. I am very jealous of Dan. I recently played Core Quest. My children really liked it. It made me upset that somebody. I was very jealous because. He came on our show and said, I have no interest in making a board game. And then he made the freaking quintessential family board game. And it upsets me greatly that some British guy in Huntersfield can just plop out this... I don't even know where to go with this. So well, like, like what Core Quest is a great game. Okay, well so that's a that's reasons. a whole other episode. Oh my god. <laughs> so this is what irritates me. I hey. love Evan. Hey, I start. We start off. I say, "What are we gonna talk about?" Fire it up. I say, "What are we gonna talk about?" Fire it up. So then you're not. You're like, "We're gonna talk board games." Then we go into Western Legends. You mentioned you. We didn't. You simply mentioned the game Western Legends, and you're like, "What's your favorite Western movie, Jerry?" <laughs> God. All right, that's going to do it for this episode before it's say, completely off the rails. I am so sorry. <laughs> I ruined this episode. I, I really want to talk about You know about what? I'm going to let you edit this one. Western Legends. I really want to. I don't. To. See, this I is, I really want to. This is to. why I can't come on here and be happy go lucky and I'm have sorry, a good time. I'm sorry. Because Jerry hurt comes you. on here and ruins it. I'm sorry I hurt you. Show me where I hurt you. <laughs> All right. In the Thanks for listening area. to this part. I heard, I heard you in the audacity. <laughs> Bye. That's a joke regarding editing. They are almost professional level comedians. Hello, Dan Hughes here, the primary guest of the board game snobs. I'd just like to say to Jerry, well, I, in fact, I wouldn't like to say anything to Jerry, because basically, how dare you? How dare you and your petty little concerns and your petty little jealousies pass comment on me and my interests? The only thing you've ever collected in your life, Jerry, is, is empty bottles of bourbon all kind of strewn out on your front lawn, no doubt, with, with you laid in the middle of them, unconscious, crawling back into the house at 5am, regretting every life decision you've ever made. Healthcare hero! Healthcare hero! Healthcare zero, more like it. You're just an admin person, as far as I'm aware. Pushing pens and thinking of your old glory days. You're, you're pathetic is what you are, Jerry. They're absolutely pathetic. This veneer of arrogance hides the shallow, petty man inside. I mean, we can all see, we can all see, we all know, we all know what these attacks are. They're to hide your uh, inner insecurities. And, and we're not buying it anymore. There is nothing wrong with stamp collecting. Many famous and celebrated people are stamp collectors these days. It's, it's a mark of honour. Most people think of it as a mark of honour. Robert Downey Jr., he's a stamp collector. Betty White, she was a massive stamp collector at a time. Dai Lama, he's got albums full, absolutely albums full of stamps pouring out of his cupboards. Steven Spielberg, very rumoured that he's going to make a stamp collecting film, the next one he's going to make. Paul McCartney, he's written albums of music about stamp collecting. You have no idea what you're talking about. There, there, there are thousands of us, thousands of us, and we're all much better than you. That's the point. We're all much better than you. Even Gabby, with his pathetic, now I'll give you this, his pathetic um, Funko Pop collection, which anyone should be ashamed of. Even Gabby towers above you because of your, your contempt for your fellow man. So, in conclusion, 
Jerry, I would like, I forgot your name then. I even forgot your name then. That's how insignificant you are. In conclusion, I'd just like to tell you to shut your cake old. Okay? Dan Hughes out. Oh.